WGN Radio's daily conversation about the life of business and the business of life. This is the opening bell with Steve Grzanich on 720 WGN. We're talking about the business of your life and today the business of space. It has been an exciting year in the past year for space enthusiasts, mainly because of the private race to get people off the planet and into outer space. And Elon Musk is leading that charge with SpaceX, uh, and he really made history last month with his Falcon 9 rocket. I think we're at the dawn of a new era, and, and it's, it's, I think it's going to be very exciting. What we're hoping to do with SpaceX is to push the envelope. That is that first stage coming, coming back. back down to land at Cape I think we'll probably put our first man in space in about three years. We're going all the way to Mars, I think. Best case, 10 years. Worst case, 15 to 20 years. I think it's important that humanity become a multi-planet species. I think most people would agree that a future where we are a space-faring civilization um, is inspiring and exciting um, compared with one where we are forever confined to Earth until some eventual extinction event. Well, we're going to have a conversation about this now with Nancy Atkinson. She is uh, currently Universe Today's contributing editor with us uh, live this morning. Nancy, good morning. Are you awake? I am here. Thanks for having me on. Well, thanks for being with us. You heard Elon Musk there, and I don't know about you, but when he landed this Falcon 9 rocket, took it into space, dropped off some satellites and brought it back, I was glued to the television, and I just thought, we're watching history here. How, how big of a deal was that? I think it was pretty a pretty big deal. It's uh, you know it's the first time it's been done with this type of rocket, a rocket that rocket that's able to go to orbit, and uh, you know it's uh, hopefully we're kind of on the verge of of space flight. The price price of uh, bringing things to space coming down just a little bit. Well, and that, that is the, you know, the, why we wanted you on today to talk about sort of the money involved in this. How much, how much is involved? What, what are the stakes here in terms of the money that companies can make and also the cost of getting things to space? I know Elon Musk wants to go to Mars, but uh, it seems like um, it's going to be an expensive proposition. Right. Um, right now, uh, if you are a space agency like NASA, it, it costs about uh, $10,000 per pound to send something to space. Uh, the Falcon 9 launch costs are significantly lower at about 2500 per pound. And Musk has said that he would like to reduce the cost to about $1,000 a pound. Um, so right now, SpaceX, uh, you know, lists on their website what it costs for them to launch a, a satellite for you. It would cost about $60 million for them to, for, you know, that you'd have to pay to launch something like a satellite into orbit. And uh, they're hoping that they can really, you know, and that's significantly lower than what what it costs for NASA to do that. And that's, uh, you know, it's part of the, the private market and the commercial space uh and trying to get that access to space to come down. And the kind of the unknown now is with SpaceX being able to uh, reuse their first stage, and uh, they could save a significant amount of money. But also the cost for refurbishing the first stage is kind of an unknown at this point because it really hasn't been done yet. They have to uh, look at what the estimates are for the repairs. And if they aren't very extensive, 
that maybe they could uh, get that cost down to about, um, you know, a half a million for just that first stage. So it's a pretty significant savings if it ends working out that way. Uh, at first glance, it looks like the first stage is actually in pretty good shape. Yeah, Elon uh, asked, uh, actually uh, put on Instagram uh day before yesterday maybe the uh, a photograph of it. And it, it, there's maybe like a little scuff on it, but it looks it looks like it's never been to space. And he says it's right, ready to go yeah. again. Right, yeah. Uh, but, you know, do remember that the uh, reusable design of the space shuttle was meant to save money. But, uh, you know, that ended up not being the case as, as refurbishment ended up costing a lot more than was expected. And it took more time. And, and uh, uh, But shuttle launches cost between $500 million and over a billion dollars each. Um, but you, also, the Falcon 9 is not as complicated as the shuttle, and, and the first stage is not going to have the stress put on it that the shuttle did. As you know, it, it, the shuttle went all the way to orbit and had to endure the stresses of reentry through Earth's atmosphere. So, uh, you know, SpaceX, the first stage is just coming from about 60 miles up, so it doesn't have all those stresses that the space shuttle did. This is a big business, obviously, and, and a lot of these companies have been, you know, paying. Other places, uh, we're, we're also paying Russia a lot of money to send our astronauts up to the space station. Uh, give our listeners an idea of just how how, how much money is involved here in terms of like a company um, like SpaceX or, um, you know, Orbital or one of the others. Uh, how much can they make in, in this area? Well, uh, the global space industry is at, uh, estimated to be worth about $300 billion annually. Um, you know, that's it's um, and it comes in all sorts of things, you know, and, it, and it's kind of woven into our lives. You know, if, if you uh, I hear you guys just gave a weather report. So you're you're probably looking at uh, satellite weather uh, information uh, if you watch satellite TV or if you use navigation on your smartphone, you know, you're using space technology every day. Um, so, uh, you know, it's a, it's a big industry. Um, in just the U.S., I think it was uh, $74 billion. And so uh, that's kind of spread out between the the space companies. Um, and, and NASA actually gets just a, a small portion of that at about $17 billion a year. I remember, uh, you know, I'm a, I'm a child of Apollo, uh, as you probably are as well, uh, just fascinated by Apollo launches and then the space shuttle. I watch all of the launches that go up, and I've had the pleasure of actually seeing the space shuttle go up. It's it's one of those things that, you know, the, the people who are not into this always would ask me and say to me, well, what are my tax dollars being used to, you know, to fund NASA? And I always tell them, there's a book you can go online to nasa.gov and find, and it's all of the stuff that's been invented uh, and designed for space travel that we use now every day. Uh, that book is pretty getting pretty thick, isn't it? Oh, yeah, it is. Uh, it's pretty interesting, the, the things that we don't think about every day, that uh, that is just part of our lives. And, and the thing that's, you know, kind of important to remember is that, you know, NASA doesn't just stuff, uh, you know, a billion dollars into a rocket and blast it off into space. All of that money is spent down here on Earth. Um, people have jobs, um, you know, in the launch industry. There's uh, all the things that are being created, uh, you know, being built um, you know, nanosatellites and uh, future asteroid miners and uh, 3D printers and all of those kind of things that are that are part of our lives here on Earth. And um, so it's, uh, like I said, it's the money just isn't blasted off into space. It, it's spent and invested down here on Earth. 
in in the in the heyday of the space shuttle and and back when NASA had before they uh, contracted out to private companies, I think was it a nickel per person per month? Is that what we paid in tax dollars for NASA? Something? Oh uh, yeah, um, just you know, some, some a lot of people have a kind of a misconception of how much money NASA gets as part of our federal bu- budget. Um, right now, we uh, NASA only gets uh, half a cent on the dollar of of, uh, of our complete you know, U.S. budget. So it's a, a very small amount, and uh, there are a few proponents who say if NASA could just get a penny out of the dollar, you know, uh, that they could do so much more. Yeah, and you compare that to how much money we spend on defense and uh, black projects and all of that other stuff. Uh, do you think if if that money uh, scenario it turned the other way that we would be further along with space exploration? I know Elon Musk has said many times he's disappointed we're not further along. I think a lot of us are disappointed we're not further along. Is Is money holding us back? Oh, I think definitely. I mean, if NASA had... Uh was getting the money that it got back in the Apollo days, I think we could, uh, you know, be, definitely be farther along. Whether we would be on Mars at this point or not is is uh, kind of speculative because there's uh, there are some problems with with getting to Mars and living on Mars just because of the the harsh environment. And um, there, there's one kind of aspect that people don't really think about too often is that it's really hard to land. Um, really large payloads on Mars because uh, the atmosphere is just thick enough that, um, you know, it it causes a problem. You can't land big things like we landed on the moon with Apollo using thrusters only. And, uh, but the atmosphere atmosphere is thin enough that we can't land with parachutes and and that kind of thing like we do on earth. So there, there are some significant hurdles to, uh, to overcome to be able to land humans on Mars, but, uh, um, you know, there's there's definitely a lot of places to explore out there. We're talking with Nancy Atkinson, the uh, current uh, Universe Today contributing editor. Nancy, I love Universe Today, and I and you guys do such a wonderful job of uh, reporting where uh, some people are not doing that now. And uh, one of the things that you, people can do is they can s- actually subscribe via Patreon, and you can pay, you know, nine dollars a month, and and help fund you and some of the other folks. If you guys weren't doing this kind of reporting, who would be doing this reporting? Oh, that's a good question. <laughs> you know, uh, it's Universe Today has been around since 1999, so it's uh, one of the longest running websites. It's just dedicated to space and astronomy news. That's a good question. I guess I don't know. You know, it's not getting covered uh, on kind of the mainstream media a lot. Um, but of course, with the, all the online access now, it's it's kind of like people can follow along a lot closer than what they could in the past because you know NASA is is uh, really taking advantage of social media. They're on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram, and they're uh, you know they've got some of the biggest followings around, and so it's it's a lot easier for people to. Uh, to follow what's going on because NASA is kind of sharing things a lot of times in real time. They'll they'll tweet out um, pictures like from the New Horizons spacecraft that flew by Pluto this past summer and uh, that kind of thing. And, and even the, the public is encouraged to pose questions during press conferences, you know, via social media. So it's, it's uh, I've seen in my career just, uh, you know, things kind of going from, uh, access being to journalists only to now this kind of 
uh, wide open, you know, like, like I said, where the, the public is encouraged to ask questions directly to NASA. And that brings up a question with the privatization of all of this. Um, I know SpaceX has been pretty good, and so has Orbital. Some of the others have been as well with, you know, letting us watch things that go on. But there is a certain level of privacy that these companies have that NASA didn't have. Uh, how does that affect our understanding and and uh, continuing, uh, you know, oversight of, of these companies? Well, there are some, uh, you know, federal regu- regulations and that kind of thing that these companies have to follow. But uh, as you said, uh, they don't have to have the transparency that NASA does because of, you know, it not being a, a, you know, a public company. So it's, uh, um, it's, it's, it's a little different for people who are used to, you know, being able to look behind the scenes and look into every launch report and, and all this kind of thing, um, you know, if, if you're interested in that kind of thing. But otherwise, it's, uh, you know, they are private companies. They, they can, uh, you know, do their business as they, as they see fit. So, um, I think it's, uh, I think it's good because of, uh, how it's bringing down launch costs and, and the competition is always good in that kind of area. So what do you, uh, what's your prediction for 2016? What, what, what's going to be the big space story this year? Oh, let's see. Um, well, I think we'll, we will see more from SpaceX and, uh, and Orbital and other companies like that. Uh, trying to uh, refine, you know, both of those companies have landed a, a first stage back after, you know, sending and after launching something. Um, Orbital didn't uh, or didn't quite go to orbit, but they uh, uh, their spacecraft did come come back and land successfully. And uh, otherwise, as far as uh, things going on with NASA, there's a spacecraft that's going to be coming to Jupiter um, in, I believe, it's in July. And uh, we're going to keep getting more images back from the the Pluto mission, New Horizons. They're uh, they they flew by last July, but they they're kind of slowly sending back all the pictures that they took because of of uh, how far it is from Pluto to to kind of send all this data back. And they had kind of a uh, a smaller spacecraft that uh, that can only send back a, a little bit at a time. You know, and, and, and- let's see. Yeah. Oh, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, that, you know, all of those things are, you know, if you try, you, I can't put a price tag on any of that. It's all priceless. I mean, to see this and to get us off our planet someday, you really can't put a price tag on any of that, at least in in my mind. That's my opinion. No, really. I mean, previously, before all these robotic missions, we could only dream about what these places look like. And now, uh, daily, we get images, real pictures back from our, our spacecraft that are out uh, exploring the cosmos. And Nancy Atkinson, uh, Universe Today. You can find Nancy on Twitter at Nancy underscore A. And you can follow Universe Today at universetoday.com. Nancy, thanks for being with us on the opening bell. You people have called you the real Tony Stark. Okay, you've got your finger in so many different advanced technologies. As yeah. I said, uh, SpaceX, uh, Tesla, now you've got Solar City and the solar pack that people put in their houses. Are you sincerely trying to save the world? I, well, I'm trying to do good things, yeah. I mean, saving the world is not, not I mean. But you're trying to do good things and you're a billionaire. I mean, yeah. that seems a little bit like either superhero or supervillain. You have to choose one. I'm trying to do useful things. Only a handful of people went to the moon, and, and yet we, we all went to the moon. We went with them 
uh, vic vicariously. We, we shared in that adventure. I don't think anyone would say that that was a bad idea, that that, that was great. We need more of those things. We need, or at least we need some of those things. It's still something that's going to make you feel good about the world. Um, and and that, that's, why, that's another reason why I think we should try to do, do these great things.